the volume nice and loud. Because we, we are controlling transmission with dance beats and R&B. You're in the mix with Lil Drummer Girl with your host, Dawn Marie. Hey, welcome to another episode of Little Drummer Girl. I'm your host, Damarie Mutel, and tonight I have a very special guest, Lola Blue. She is not only a well-accomplished visual artist, but she's also a seasoned drummer, which really tickled my fancy because the two together, to me, is like, watch out. <laughs> this artistic crossover that led her to use less traditional canvases, such as drum heads and guitars and other musical instruments for numerous well-known musicians and their tours. Her style is a hybrid of retro and contemporary, showcasing the influence of pop culture and the signature Miami Art Deco style with use of contrast and color. Lola continues to work toward her ultimate goal in combining her passion for music with eccentric visual art. As for her work, it's graced the stage with many musical sensations such as Questlove from The Roots, Brian Frazier, Moore from Madonna, Tony Royster from Jay-Z, Adrian Young from No Doubt, and so many more. She's producing music for a solo audio-visual project coming out late this year, and she's also part of a female electronic duo consisting of a drummer and a DJ called Blue Cartel. So without further ado, let's get Lola on the air. Hey, Lola, how's it going? Hey, so well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, I know you have a lot to cover, so do you mind if we rock out? Yeah, let's jump right in. All right, cool. So tell me, how old were you when you started playing drums? I was actually, well, let's just say I was born playing the drums. I started <laughs> dancing. <laughs> I started dancing when I was uh, at the age of two. So rhythm has wow. always been in my blood, let's just say, you know, and it was just always some like a part of me. And so from two to 12, I danced. But the first time I actually saw the drums, like actually was like fixated on this musical instrument. I didn't even know what it was called. I was six years old. I was in first grade. And I saw the drums and I was like, for years, complaining to my parents, I don't want to play the piano. You know, I want to do something cool. I want to play the drums. I want to play the drums. Finally, they took me to my first lesson when I was 12 years old. After that, it was a wrap. I've been playing drums ever since. <laughs> it was just so you actually lesson. started playing piano first? Well, I didn't. They, they told me, um, they actually asked me, they're like, well, you know, we have a piano in the house. If you want to be a you know, a musician, you should start with the piano, which is the basis of all instruments. You know, sure. it just, you know, it just wasn't my cup of tea. You know, <laughs> I hear you. You know, you don't want to rock out. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Did you find that um, that being a female drummer was a hindrance or a plus to you I, as a drummer? Yeah, um, I always actually get this question. It's um, for me, it was never a girl or a boy. So I went into this not really knowing, and when you're 12 years old, you're not really, like, conscious of that. So I um, I just started playing, and after, I, I mean, so many, you know, I was in bands, I was symphonic bands, orchestra, jazz bands. I just happened to always be, like, section leader, which is the front of the whole, the whole team. It was always, like, my team. Like, I was, you know, section leader, so I was, like, the right. band captain, you know? So I just never really, it never really, like, hit me until... I guess you get a little bit older and you kind of have this um, this notion that people are like, oh, well, you're a girl drummer, girl drummer. And <laughs> now, you know, it's kind of become like this really funny, you know, funny thing to you because, you know, it's always like, oh, she's really good. She's that girl drummer. Oh, she's really good for a girl drummer. You know, we're just drummers. If there's no girl or guy. You don't say boy drummer, guy drummer, man drummer, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I don't know. I never really had any problem with it. Pretty much, you know, fusing both of these worlds together recently, I've, I've, 
I've met the, you know, the drummers of the world. So it's kind of, um, but I do think that it is a problem when people, you know, refer to us as female drummers. That's like, you know, that, that little thing, oh, well, she's really good, you know, for a girl drummer. So, yeah, it's that butt factor. She's really good, but. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That butt needs to be taken down. Other than that, yeah. Do you remember the first song you learned how to play? Ah, man, the first album that I ever played to was, uh, No Doubt, Return of Saturn. No, no, sorry, not, not Return of Saturn. I'm sorry. It was Tragic Kingdom. Tragic Kingdom is the CD of Tragic Kingdom and Adrian Young. I mean, that was just like one of my first inspirations. It was a little rock. It was a little, you know, had this jazz, like a whole fusion of everything. And yeah, no doubt was, you know, my first, (laughs) my first no doubt. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, how did you make a transition into painting? How did that come about? So, I pretty much, um, I was in a magnet high school and I was doing music six hours a day. Um, I transferred from a music magnet for middle school into a music high school magnet. And, right. um, pretty much what happened was, I actually asked, you know, the the advisor if I could just take an art class because I always had this idea that, you know, I wanted to do art, but I didn't know what that entailed. And I know, you know, as a kid, you're like, oh, well, you have to, you know, choose one. You have to pick one. Which one do you want to do, you know? So I never really got the chance to actually take an art class because he said, well, you know, you can either do music or you can do art. So, uh, needless to say, I'm in my music classes in symphonic band, marching band, all these things, and drumheads are white. <laughs> and so, with my pencil, I would just doodle on these drum heads every day. And I always felt like I had this artistic thing. You know, I started taking pictures, like, later on. I was a photographer as well. So, it was all, you know, it was always in my head, but I never just got a chance to. And so, years later, I go to advertising school. I got my bachelor's in advertising. And um, I continue to play drums always, you know, like little bands here and there. And pretty much, just always, like, had this idea that I still wanted to be an artist, you know. But they, it's very intimidating, you know. Oh, I'm going to be an artist. I'm just going to drop everything and become an artist. So, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's like one of those things like, oh, well, where do you start? What do you buy? Canvas? Do you go, you know, to the store and you buy acrylic paint? Like, what, you know, what makes considered an artist? So pretty much I'm sitting, I had this opportunity to paint a chalkboard for a restaurant and make the menu. And Ooh. on this menu... I kind of, like, started to, like, do all these little doodles and stuff. And my friend looked at me, and she was like, well, kind of rewind a little bit. I did move to um, L.A. to start doing music videos, like, uh, music video directing, because I was a photographer, and I had, like, these ideas that, I, you know, I thought, hey, you know, maybe it's music videos. It's combining music and film and framing and all that stuff. So... I had that. I moved back. I actually started a band again. And in that whole timing, um, <laughs> when I was living in L.A., I was drawing all over my walls in pencil. And my friend was like, you know, Lily, you can't be, you know, you can't be drawing all over our walls. You know what's going on? And so I was like, you know, I don't know. This is, it's just like coming out of me. And I didn't, I didn't know what it was and I couldn't define it, but I just, it made me feel good and it just kept going. And it just, there was nothing that was like stopping me other than, okay, there's, we have white paint, you know, you just cover it right up. So I kind of, um, told myself, well, if I get an internship with an art, related company back in Miami, I'll, I'll maybe pursue this. You know, there's something that's happening and I'm going to kind of go with it. So um, I got this internship with this company called Friends With You and they were like a little like animation type company. And they were they were working, I think, with Pharrell at the time. And so I never drew like characters in my life, but I always kind of had this idea of world, like this little like robotic world. And I didn't know what it was until I... 
you know, every time I would start to draw, I would just, like, kind of, like, draw these little, like, characters, and they were, like, little robots and that kind of thing. So I got the internship. I'm in the internship, and they were like, well, you're going to have to draw your first characters. And I was like, like, wow, this is real. Okay, um, <laughs> let me, you know, let me start drawing, I guess, some characters. And needless to say, I drew, like, 20 characters, and I'm sitting, you know, having meetings with, with this company, and it was just like I was producing the work that they were, you know, needed me to produce. So in that whole time, you know, I kind of, like, I decided I'm like, you know, Art Basel was around the corner. Um, I started going to Art Basel, and that's when, you know, Miami started happening with this whole Art Basel approach, and everybody was, there was art everywhere, and I was looking at these, you know, artists' work, and their canvas, and, and I was just, just so inspired, because I was like, well, this is what I can do, I can do this. So, went to an art store, got canvas, and I started going to town, and I was creating this body of work, just, you know, kind of you know, going through it, learning, you know, seeing this technique and, and, you know, what works with what and what doesn't work. And, you know, not ever going to an art school, you don't know oil-based things and any types of medium. You don't really know what that is. So Exactly, unless you get learn it in school. Exactly. So I didn't really know what went where, and I just started drawing on everything. So I'm sitting, okay, so then, you know, fast forward to, um, I'm doing the menu at this restaurant, and it was just during my penmanship, you know, I was just going to write the, the menu, and I did a really good job, and one of the ladies that got me the job, she asked me if I had an art studio, and I said, well, uh, no, but I have a little, you know, a little portfolio I could show you, I have like, it was probably about like 10 doodles, and, you know, but there were, there were like doodles that, I, you know, I invested my time into, and I really, you know, it wasn't just like what you do in high school, you know, on your homework or something like that. It was like, right. you know, actual pieces that I know now are pieces. I did all pieces, and she pretty much said that there was this opportunity in Southeast to become um, one of the artists for this, this abandoned building. And there was only about five of us. And so I gave them my portfolio. I told them I would, what I would do with the with my space and how I would convert it into my studio and all that. And I got it. <laughs> so oh, here I got, amazing. you know, I got, I got this amazing studio in Southeast, and I had to become an artist. It was just like a matter of time. So I pretty much, you know, started to bring all my cameras to the ones that I already had and brought my drums, everything, you know, music and art are things in my mind, like how I create both is pretty much like the same. I don't really see like the lines are, I mean, I'll explain that, but like, you know, it was just like the same thing to me. So, you know, wherever I went, my drums would come with me. So one day I'm sitting in my studio and my drums are in their corner. And I remember thinking, it, it just kind of like hit me. All of a sudden I was like, wait a second. Like I saw my drums, I saw my canvas, I saw like my acrylic paints and everything. And I looked back at my drums and I was like, no, this Eureka moment. Just like, bam. I was like, oh my gosh, I've been drawing on my drums since high school. Rewind to high school time. I had my first drum set. It was, I mean, not not my first one, but I had a drum set. It was black. And I kind of took it upon myself to redecorate this drum set. This was 10 years before, you know, this whole thing was happening. Love it. And, you know, I take it to my house and I start painting on it. And first it looked like a Brito, like, inspired. I don't really know. It was just colorful and lines and dots and all of this stuff. But, you know, it was, it was mine. It was different. And that's kind of what I always, like, envision my drums to look like because you know drummers were the rock stars so I mean you know everybody is but you know that, that's in my eyes in my eyes no offense to me yeah exactly you know, else but drummers so so um with that whole thing I you know I like here I am in my studio and I look at my drums and I'm like oh my gosh literally this is what I've been wanting to do forever and now I actually like defined it so I'm sitting there I got a bass drum head I actually reached out to um I gotta give man credit where it's due. Thomas Pridgen, who was, I think, I'm not sure if he was playing with Mars Bowles at the time. Um, he's a really 
phenomenal drummer. He's one of my, you know, my favorites out. And he's new, contemporary, and he's, like, killer on the drums. And I reached out to him through Instagram, which so thank you to social media because that is why, you know, everybody could kind of see my gallery and how it grew so fast because, I mean, we live in a techno, you know, we live in 2016 and it's all about the social media. So um, pretty much I reached out to him. And from that, uh, kind of... <laughs> Like, this whole kind of world of thing, you know, started to explode for me because I drew on a bass drum head, and pretty much any drum head that you get that you want it to look kind of, you know, uniquely to you or to your band, you can get a decal, and you can get this stuff printed onto your bass drum or a sticker or something of that nature. But I saw this bass drum head as a huge canvas. It was a round canvas. And I was like, well, first of all, you know, when you're playing the drums, nothing's going to really happen to this drum head because... You know, fast. I mean, rewind to high school time. I was already drawing on all my drum heads, and my teacher, my my instructor, my um my band teacher thought I was crazy because every day I have you know something else written or drawn on my on my snare drum, you know. And when you're counting a thousand measures, and then you have to do your drum roll, that gets kind of boring, you know. So I always had like art on my drums anyway. So here we are, and I'm sitting in my studio, and I start to draw on drum heads, and I put that on social media. Thomas Pridgen actually shouted me out, and it was just, it was like this domino effect because wow. I, I find, I found this like, this, this avenue of merging what I love to do and my passions both in the same, you know, in the same like hallway. And I was like, wait a second, if I couldn't, you know, make this art for drummers, cause I want my drum set to look cool, maybe there's, you know, people out there that want that. And yes, it definitely was. And it just started to, it was like a snowball effect. Um, I kind of marked, it was like in my style. So since I, ne- I didn't go to art school, I didn't really know how to draw like a Michelangelo. I didn't know how to do all of the other stuff, but I was just drawing the way I wanted to draw. And I just started to draw all my characters on these canvases. And I guess, you know, with that became this, this branding type element and it just started to roll. It was just one after another. And by the time, you know, like my stuff is starting to be on TV and on all of these tours, and it was just, you know, out of something that I loved, and it's something that I just, I saw my drums as always like, man, I want them to look different, you know, I want them to look cool, I want them to look like me, and so that was kind of like the concept that I just started to roll with, and, you know, market, and and start to make this art onto everybody else's drums. (laughs) That's a miraculous story, I mean, and 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 again, it's like, you you have to, but once you, like, decide what you want, it's amazing how the universe will just oh, bring it to oh, you. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. When you can define it and you actually, like, see it perfectly, that, that is the moment that, you know, there's it's nothing that's going to stop you. You are just going to see it and if you can, like, clearly, really envision it and just, it's, it's all about your vision and just every day work towards it because there were times that I was just like, is this, am I crazy? Like, <laughs> is this really, you know what I'm doing? And then you have you know, huge legends calling you and contacting you and you're like, wait, I think this is really happening. This is this is really real right now. Okay, you know, so, yeah, no, you're defining it. Defining it. So how did you secure your first commissioned piece? Who, who, who uh, was it, was it Thomas that you did the, the piece for? Um, I actually, I reached out to him and I gave that one to him. Um, a lot of, you know, I went to advertising school, so I know the power in advertising, but... There's different, you know, there's a difference when it's this huge company and they just want to get you, you know, sponsorships and all of that stuff rather than this, you know, this random person from Miami who is an artist and drummer. And they're, you know, I literally wrote out, you know, I wrote to him, hey, you know, 
I made a bass drum head for you. I, you know, I, I hand drew a bass drum head for you. How can I get that to you? And he contacted me right back. And it was just like, wait, you can go directly to the source, you know? So we <laughs> drummers up. Yeah. Drummers rock. <laughs> yeah, no, drummers are the best, you know? And they, I mean, it was just, it was just this like fluid, you know, interaction. And it was just, he, he was seeing what I was doing and, you know, vice versa. So he was totally open and it was that. And then, you know, I, I was already like getting all my canvas work done to be able to exhibit my first show. So, I mean, it's just random stuff. I mean, I could do anything, you know, I kind of like commissioned from, you know, a pair of Jordan to, on you know wall so it was like I don't really know which first one was but I know that the first drum head for sure that I did was for Thomas and then a little bit after that was like Tony Royster and then you know Aaron Spears and all that stuff but yeah it was just it was it was kind of like it was going I was giving a lot out and I was getting commissions for a lot so it was both it was a little advertising here a little you know right I mean you definitely I know in the beginning of everything even as my as my makeup artist and image consulting business that I have I you know I still do just because I like to get back to community, but I would always give out like free makeovers to different organizations or raising yeah. funds and what have you. But tell me, how long does it take to, to do a full set? Uh, to do a full set, so it depends, you know, how many, how many drums, but I kind of um, averaged out about a week because I don't just sit there and, you know, I'll do one cell and then, you know, I'll go play drums or I'll go do something else. But then, I mean, it was it's probably like, I want to say, with varnishing and, and making everything um, last and, and putting all the UV coatings and everything on it, uh, it's probably a drum a day, I would say. Wow. With a couple that's, hours, that's you know, like a couple hours. Like, yeah, yeah, like four or five hours on a cell and then, you know, keep it going. Of course, bass drums a little bigger, but it's it's about that average. That's, that's just so cool. Um, have you ever worked on a piece? Just, well, let me just ask you this question. Just, does mm-hmm. the drummer give you the input of what they're looking for, or do they just say, hey, do what you want with this, and this is kind of the colors I look scheme that I want, or how does that work? Um, so I kind of, when I started to begin all of this process, I felt that I wanted more information on the drummer. I'm just not going to draw on their drum set without knowing a little bit of who they are, you know, what they're about, what, what do they like. So I do ask a whole bunch of questions like, hey, do you... Are you, you know, do you like any colors? Do you not like any colors? Um, do you want your name integrated into the piece? Do you want any graphics? And most of the time, I just kind of get like a carte blanche. <laughs> like, can you just oh, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, it has become like really nice in that aspect. I could just, you know, do, do pretty much what I, what I see the drums to look like. So, um, I mean, basically it's become that. Um, I do still like, you know, I, I kind of like pervasive. Um, sometimes people want, you know, their band's name included or, or a, you know, a, a certain graphic. I did a space from Hedja did I wanted, you know, he wanted the Muppets on it. So I put the Muppets <laughs> in and I put my, you know, my, my kind of design around it and included it within the piece. So it's almost like, you know, customer based. <laughs> I like the whole uniqueness and like they're all one of one. So I'll never repeat the same again. So. That, that sounds customized. really, really fun. <laughs> yeah, customized. <laughs> I, I want one. I was thinking, oh, you know, oh, yeah. I have to get something. I said, even if it's just a drum that I use and I just put it in my office, you know. Oh, yeah. No, that's <laughs> a piece so of cool. art, you know. That would be awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk. So I hear you're yeah. going to Italy. Can you tell us about that? Oh, man, it's my first time. Yeah. It's a long time coming. I've always wanted to go to Europe, and I didn't really have the time. These past three years were just like, work, 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 you know, that song. <laughs> And it was just, I, I just really, like, devoted my whole life for, you know, the fusing of art and music, because I, I didn't really know what it meant, and as I'm doing projects and projects, I'm an art director, so I kind of, even in that, you know, directing of 
advertising of films, of all the stuff, I kind of, you know, dove into this not knowing really what way I was going to go, but I knew it. And, you know, I wanted to do my own thing. Whatever that made, you know, whatever that was going to be, I just wanted to be my own self, you know, my myself, be me. So I kind of never really traveled that much. I haven't, it was a while that I did, and I kind of just, I just uh, turned 30. <laughs> so um, Congratulations. my family, thank you, my family was like, okay, it's about time, you got it, you know, so they got me this wonderful gift, and yeah, going to Italy, going to go explore and get inspired by the real art, you know, the real art. Yeah, how long are you out there for? Uh, we'll be out there for two weeks, so I know uh, for sure it's going to be Italy, Croatia, Spain and I believe London, but I'm not 100% sure. We can, you know, maybe do, you know, another place a day. I don't, I don't really know. We're just going to kind of work. It, it's an amazing, it's, I love the fact that with Europe, you can just jump from country to country like that. Because I, I know I've done those trips and they're phenomenal. Yeah. And it's just like, awesome. oh my gosh. And I just was saying the other day, like, oh, I haven't man. been in, in a while and it really is eating me up because I oh, really look forward to going on those trips. You want to jump on a flight tomorrow? Yeah. No, just come and just come and my family's over there too, so yeah, come on. Very over. cool. <laughs> awesome. Just have some pasta and some wine for me, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely. That's not without a question. And there's actually um, a couple of drum companies. I'm working with a drum company based out of London, so I'm gonna go make a surprise visit. You know, they're 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 coming nice. drums that I that I made for them. So yeah, it's gonna be a really cool adventure. That sounds Very good. Nice. I wish you a bon voyage. Thank you so much. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. <laughs> Are you ready for the 11 stroke roll rapid fire oh, interview? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. What's your favorite drum set? Oh, man. Uh, my favorite drum set. I gotta say a DW, but I have a lot of like likes for different types of drumming. I do have a Roland electronic set. I had several Sonar drum sets and Yamaha Stage Custom and all of that. But I, I mean, the DW is just that sounds dead anywhere else. But on the flip side, I am in love with my Ludwig. It's kind of, I've had so many that, Ludwig, <laughs> it's between Ludwig and Sonar, I mean, and DW. So those are the same. Okay, cool. That, you know, and what's your favorite yeah. drumstick company? Uh, my favorite drumstick company, I'd have to say Promark. They are wonderful people, everybody in that company. Um, they're just, they're amazing. They're amazing people. And it just made me want to play Promark so much more because when you have that brand loyalty, you know, it's just something in that. It's a, you know, it just makes the, the whole playing extent that much better. I played Vic Burr's, I played all of these, but I don't know, I kind of always just, my, my pro marks are just there. <laughs> What's your favorite food? My favorite food, oh man, would have to be a lasagna. <laughs> Ooh, lasagna. Yeah, and you're going to have some good lasagna in Italy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, I just for this moment, it's been like no carbs, like until Italy, you know, it's just like, it's all like, I know that's what I want, but I, I'm actually a pescatarian, I don't eat meat or chicken. You know, I don't know lasagna now, I don't know if that's even my favorite food anymore, because I'm Lasagna is the best. I don't. I don't know. As of right now, I'm kind of like I'm Cuban and Colombian, so I'd have to say I guess the next food is probably Cuban food. You know, cool. yeah. dine in or takeout. Oh, dine in. Your favorite travel spot? But well, I have yet to really discover. But I have been to Israel, and that was amazing. So I'd say Israel as of right now. But tomorrow it can totally change. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Your favorite person to hang out with? Probably can I, can they be like 
two people, my siblings. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, brothers, sisters, Stacey and Isaac, for sure. And then, of course, Jasmina, who's my best friend. So, I mean, cool. there's a combination. Your favorite pastime? Favorite pastime? Photography, for sure. It, it used to be, you know, a job of mine. I'm actually a fashion photographer, but it's kind of been on the backside right now just because, you know, art and music has really taken over. But, yeah, photography. Great. Your favorite band? My favorite band? Oh, man. Um, ah, Jimi Hendrix? I don't know. They're, that's so... That's hard. It's like between Pink Floyd, Jimmy, I don't know, um, oh. Marley. I don't know. That's a hard one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough. It is very yeah, tough. It's a hard Your one. favorite uh, clothing designer? My favorite clothing designer. Um, I honestly, I, uh, I don't know. Maybe. Oh my God, what's this dude's name? I just saw his. I just saw his uh his documentary. I can't think of his name. He's really like out of like the norm um he does stuff for the machino jeremy scott there you go jeremy scott cool. he's totally out of the box and i really like love being outside of the box that's where i live so yeah if anybody i mean everything kind of looks the same nowadays anyway so i guess jeremy you know is doing an amazing job you know if you could come back as any famous person who would it be oh man any famous person hmm. probably michael jackson man <laughs> Cool. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not no longer with us, but if, if I had in that time span, yeah, Michael, I mean, yeah, just to see the world through his eyes, I think that that would have just been, you know, phenomenal, and I never got to meet him, and I was always wanting to meet him, so yeah, he was just, he was the beginning of everything, he started this whole way of being himself, you know? Absolutely. I had the pleasure of working for um, him, I never got to meet him in person, but I got to administer his catalog with his songs that he owns. And then I remember doing this deal with SWV, and they used um, Human Nature. And Michael was not about letting people use his music. No, but I actually, I couldn't believe it. We actually got the deal. It took a year to get the deal. And then one day I'm sitting on the train, and I put old bags and headphones on, and the radio was playing, and all of a sudden I heard it on the air, and I was just like, oh my gosh. It was like heaven sent. Wow. That's so tough. Wow. Amazing. Well, that you see that, <laughs> that experience is like what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Michael, Michael, he is just ah, uh, he rocks. One of the, yeah, one of the best of all time. Like definitely since I was a little kid watching MTV, like who is that? You know that? Yeah, Michael. He's mind blowing. Well, is your last question? What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh man, I know it's gonna sound so silly, but anybody would probably tell you like this is so funny, but uh. Wet toilet paper. I don't know. Like, not, not, <laughs> it's just like something that's so great. Like, if you just run water over wet toilet paper, that mush that it becomes, it's that. I hate it. I can't stand it. It makes me cringe. Like, even thinking about it right now, I'm like, oh. yeah, that. Random, but I know that for sure. <laughs> I have to agree with you on that one because it really yeah, it's so not a good thing. Like, yeah, like if you clean something, you're cleaning the counter. And in my, I mean, my studio, you know, like it's only paper towels because they do not break and they are great. You know, it's just that. Well, Lola, it looks like we're running out of time here. And I just want to thank you again for, for coming out and joining us tonight. And it was really a pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you. <laughs> so tell me, how can our listeners uh, stay in touch with you if they would like to reach um, out? And yeah, it's uh, you can go to my my website lolablue.com, um, l-o-l-a-b-l-u.com. You can email me at lolabluestudios uh, at gmail.com or on Instagram. I'm really reachable on there as well um, at lolablue underscore. So l-o-l-a-b-l-u underscore. Perfect. And 
I will actually put those up in the show notes as well with the links and so this way people can stay in touch and see your work and maybe they'll continue to do some pieces for them. Awesome. You rock. Thank you so much. <laughs> Very cool. And if, anything I can do. Yes, drum is rock. And if I can do anything to you here in Tampa, please let me know. And if you're coming to visit in this area, please let me know. I would love oh, to yeah, you know. Yeah, that'll, that'll definitely be happening. Gotta get you some, you know, customized drums, girl. Rock on and rock out. Namaste.